looking once again to the fruits of the Spirit, next on Times of Refreshing. Join us. Unlike the gifts of the Spirit, where you can have one, two, or several, the fruits of the Spirit should be evident in all, all the time. The fruits of the Holy Spirit is the subject of our time today. Once again, hi there and welcome. This is Times of Refreshing, the ministry of The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California, with our teacher and pastor, Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. So what are the fruits of the Holy Spirit, and how are they to be evident in our lives is the subject of our time today. Join us as we learn about the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Once again, now with today's program, here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. God, I give you glory. I don't understand this mess, but God, I give you glory. And I'm still going to praise you. Can I have an amen? We got to learn to do that. The devil thought that if I take out Job, steal all his stuff, and I, and I yeah, beat him down physically, that he's going to stop praising God. But God, mm, mm, mm. the Bible says that Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. He still, and he fell down and worshiped God. You, you and I have to serve donuts on the devil, and I think this is important, that it doesn't matter. I'm still going to praise God. It doesn't matter. I'm going to praise God. God is still good. And I think this is important because for us, it causes us to look at our circumstances a little differently. Since you're not alone in your struggles. God's there. God's there. He took the children of Israel out of Egyptian captivity, and every single step of the way, he was sitting right there. They had tough times. They had battles. They had things going on. The Egyptians coming after them. They had famines. They had, you know, issues. But God was there getting them to their purpose. And for every single one of us, we've got to learn to put a smile on our face. And when you start laughing at the devil, he doesn't know what to do with that. He doesn't know what to do with that. Can I have an amen? This is what the Holy Spirit is trying to forge in your life. Yield to it. Yield to it. Yield to the the influence. Yield to his influence. Yield to what he's doing in your life. If he's trying to make you smile on your job, then smile. I hate everybody in here. And all y'all need to go to church. Listen, if you're going to act like that, don't hand out well cards. Go to some other church and give them the card. I, but at the, at the well, people need to see that, man, no matter through it all, we're going to praise God. And I'm going to praise God on this job. I don't care what happens. I'm giving God the glory because God, can I have an amen, y'all? Are you struggling right now? Do you got problems? Yes, I do. But praise the Lord anyhow. We got to get back to this. We got to get this in our spirit because you can't, you and I can't say that the Holy Spirit is active in our lives when we have one bump in the road and we shut down and we close off and no joy and no peace. No, we have to stop and say, God, through it all, I'm going to praise your name. And I am going to church this morning. I don't feel good. I'm staying home. I don't know. 
And some of y'all should be at church now, but y'all watching online, you should be at service right now. Wow, yeah. <laughs> he said, Spirit of, Spirit of God brings love, he says, joy, and peace. This is really good. This word here, peace in the Greek, it means tranquility arising from reconciliation with God. You know, a lot of times people are looking for peace and they're looking externally, but the Holy Spirit brings peace. He brings peace into our lives by convincing us that we have been reconciled with God and we're no longer at odds with Him. And through that, there's an internal sense of rest that comes over our soul and confidence. It's the same confidence that Jesus walked in as he walked in the, on this planet in the midst of all kinds of pressure and different things that were coming his way. You never read these, the, the Gospels and get a sense that Jesus lost it. He's always in a sense of peace. He had moments. And even in his darkest hour in the Garden of Gethsemane, we see very clearly that Jesus, he was still looking to his Father. He said, nevertheless, thy will be done. And I think for us, it's the same thing. There's a sense of peace that people should sense when they get around us. And it's not us. It's just it's the fruit of the relationship that we have with the Holy Spirit. God has made us fruitful through the influence of the Holy Spirit. Then people begin to see the fruit of peace in our lives. And they say, man, how come that guy's not panicking? How come she's not panicking? God got this. And it's internal. It's a sense of peace. It's a strength. Peace is a strength that we have. People are so used to allowing their emotions to get the best of them, to overtake them. And they flip out and they lose their mind. Instead of allowing the Holy Spirit to forge a, a sense of peace and calm. Number one, I'm reconciled with God. So if my relationship with God is right, I'm going to be fine. And then everything else around me, God is going to help me navigate through it and work it out. Can I have an amen, y'all? It's a sense of peace. Our kids should see peace. Our, our spouses should see peace. It's amazing because you can get caught up in somebody else's, you know, frantic, emotional outburst. We're going to die. Everybody's going to die. Oh, my goodness, we're going to die. And everybody, we're going to die. And everybody, ah. Instead, no, just relax. Just relax. Just relax. And we learn to do this over time, even in the midst of stressful circumstances. You can still have peace. It comes through the Spirit of God. In the midst of of, of, of situations where, let's face it, where your back is against the wall, you can still have a sense of peace. Don't panic. Don't panic. You know, look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself, get it together. Sometimes you got to speak to yourself. Hey, you in this mirror, get it together. Calm down, man. Amen. And we need people around us that will look us in the mirror and say, hey, that doesn't look like the fruit of the spirit of peace. We need peace. Well, this is what he brings into our lives. This is why we need the spirit of God. He, he helps to give us that. We yield to that. We yield to that as he's bringing into our lives. Long-suffering. This is a very, very important word because it means to bear up under tough circumstances. Having the ability... To change them, and I, and I like this. I'm going to read this for you because this is really good. It says, it, it means forbearance, long-suffering, self-restraint. 
before proceeding to action. Long-suffering. Self-restraint before proceeding to action. Ooh, we need that. I need that. Before proceeding to action, to action, we, we display self-restraint. We're long-suffering. I'm willing to bear up under this pressure for a season until I know how to proceed under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. We don't want to be impulsive and just re- react or reactionary. We still allow the Holy Spirit to help us, even when there's moments where there's pressure. Look at this. The quality of a person who was able to avenge himself, yet refrains from doing so. That's long-suffering. Man, just think about Jesus. He had the ability to wipe everybody out. But he was long-suffering. He sat back and he said, and he knew that they, people had no power to do anything unless the Father had given them authorization. And he knew he was going along as a, sleep, as a sheep to the slaughter for, our, and for, for, for us. But he displayed long-suffering. And there's sometimes when we, God's going to ask us, through the influence of the Holy Spirit, just be quiet. I'm going to fight this battle for you. Now, there may be times when God says, open up your mouth and do what you need to do. But then there's times when we want to be sensitive enough to the Holy Spirit's influence and the fruit of his presence in our life. That's when he tells us, don't do anything. Watch this. That we sit back and we let the process take its course. And I guarantee you, more times than not, you'll find that God, and every time I should say, God's plan was the best plan. Because sometimes we can open our mouths and mess things up. But that's what a person that's experiencing long-suffering does. They suffer long under circumstances and until God relieves them. And I think this is important for us to embrace as the people of God. He says not only that, but he says kindness or gentleness. I think this is also important for us as we're maturing and we're growing uh, that, we, that we display this. Uh, and I want to just read this to you real quick. (laughs) I like this. Kindness. It is the grace which pervades the whole nature, mellowing all which would be, which would be, uh, harsh and austere. And so I, I think some people you get around them, and they're harsh. It's not that, and it's partly is because, I like to say this, the edges in their life haven't been smoothed out a little bit. That's why Jesus says, speak the truth in what? You can speak the truth and the truth not hit, hit you like a ton of bricks. And it not come off harsh. And there's times when you need to rebuke people harshly, and the Scripture tells us to do that. But the Holy Spirit, he's going to teach us to be gentle as we go forth. And sometimes, and there's a mellowing of the soul. There's a mellow, mellowing of our souls. Where, and, it's, and it's also associated with peace, where when you're coming off, you're not coming off like with a, with a rough edge. And some people, you know, some people are raised rough. You know, they're raised, you know, you, this is how they grew up. They grew up, you know, 
in a tough circumstance, situation where everything was rough, mama was rough, daddy was rough, everybody talked to each other, give me that pillow. You're always stealing my pillow at night. I'm going to tell mama on you. You know what I mean? It's just rough. Everything's rough. <laughs> and we got to learn that when we're walking with God, God's not always, God's not going to have us be rough all the time. Do you mind if I have that pillow, please? Look at some of y'all laughing. Do you mind? Now, if they don't give it to you, then get rough. I'm just playing. Now, I tried to be nice under the Holy Spirit, but now. (laughs) Saints, I'm saying this to y'all because, listen, when we think about Christianity, we cannot just think about the songs and, and the stuff. We have to think about this stuff. What's God doing in here to make me more like him? And we can do all the programs and we can do all this stuff. But if we're not allowing the Holy Spirit to bear fruit in our lives, then we're not giving God glory. He wants us to be fruitful and being fruitful. Part of that is what he's doing in and through in us, what he's doing in us. And one thing should come through us is kindness. It's kindness. And I think as we learn to grow in this and yield to his influence, many people around us will be blessed. He says not only kindness, he says, he says goodness. I, I think that for us, this is also important. I tell people all the time that one of the things that happens, that happened for me, I think everybody in this room has a word that just stands out in your relationship with God. Some of it is mercy. Some of, some of you may say grace. Some of you may say truth. That when I think about God, this is the word that kind of just bam in my relationship with God. For me, the word is goodness. That God is good. He is a good God. And this word here in the Greek, it is, and I like this, it is uh, benevolence. It is active goodness. It is active goodness. And I think, I think for us, uh, I, I think for us when we're thinking about this, you know, it's one thing to say, it's one thing for us to have good feelings towards somebody or a willful desire towards somebody. It's another thing to get up and do something about it. That it's, it's active you're doing something good, but you're doing something good, and it's, a, and it's an activity. You can be feeling good about someone, but what does it matter if you don't do anything about that? If you don't display it, you don't show it. And so when it comes to God, the fruit of the Spirit of God in our lives is that God causes us to, to have goodness. It begins to flow through our lives, and we begin to display that. And people appreciate that. The next thing he says is faithfulness. Faithfulness. The Holy Spirit, if he's really in your life, will help you and I to become faithful people. You can be counted on. You are, this word means trustworthy. I can trust that person. They're going to show up on time. If I hire them, they're going to show up on time. If I hire them, they're going to be faithful on the job. If I marry you, 
faithful. If I want to become faithful in my life and to become more of a faithful person, I need to yield to the Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit, help me to become faithful. Help me to be a faithful person. And, and it's, he, you don't have to fight him over that. This is what he brings to your life. This is the fruit of the Spirit of God. It's faithfulness. He makes you faithful. I signed up to serve in this ministry. I'm going to be faithful to serve in this ministry. I'm not just serving my church. I'm serving God. Who gave me the opportunity to serve in my church. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to call if I'm not going to be able to make it to service that day. I'm not going to just not show up. And they got a bunch of people in there. They'll figure it out. The devil is a lie. Are you faithful? Are you faithful? Am I faithful? Are we faithful raising our kids in the fear and admonition of the Lord? Are we faithful? Are we faithful to tell somebody the tough thing when we need to, to be honest with somebody? Are we faithful? Well, the Holy Spirit, this is what he comes to bring into our lives, to teach us the value of being faithful. He says here, goodness, faithfulness. He says gentleness. And then this is the last one I want to get to, self-control. How many know we need that? The Holy Spirit brings self-control into our lives. And let me say this to you. It means that you're able to control self. You're able to control yourself. Isn't it amazing how we try to control other people, but we don't even control ourselves? I mean, we all up in the Kool-Aid, all up in people's business. We all trying to control what they're doing. And then they would look at ourselves. Are you controlling you? Well, the Holy Spirit, when he comes into our lives, he, he helps us to control ourselves. No, you cannot eat that. Can I have an amen here? You cannot. Lord, please forgive me for eating them cookies yesterday. I shouldn't have did it. I knew I shouldn't have did it. My, my wife made a whole bucket. Now I'm up here convicted. I'm... Saints, I'm telling you, we have to learn. God will give us the power to say no to ourselves, to say no to yourself. He'll give us the power to help us to be quiet when we need to be quiet. Just tell yourself no. Tell yourself be quiet. Be quiet. I'm talking to you. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, he teaches us how to have to display and to walk in self-control in our lives. And when people see us allowing the Holy Spirit to get our own selves under control, then what happens, it becomes attractive to them. Man, look at them. How are they doing that? If he would have said that to me, I would have slapped him. But how did they just take that with such grace? Well, what happens to us, saints, is we learn to yield to the Holy Spirit. And we learn to say, Holy Spirit, everything I need to be an example, to represent Christ, you're supplying me. Teach me how to come into agreement with you. Teach me how to yield to you. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. It's mine. It's my covenant right. It's your covenant right. 
It's what he appointed you to that. He chose you for that. He establishes that in your life. He leads you into that. He settles you in that. You become comfortable in that. All the dysfunction, get that, let go of that stuff. He makes you comfortable loving people, having joy, and having peace. And he settles you and I. And then as, and, and then as people see it in our lives, they say, how can I get that in my life? And we say, this is how you get it in your life. And now you're not just being, becoming fruitful in what God is doing in you. Now it's what God is doing through you. Now this person gets saved. And that person begins to change. And that person begins to change. And now you're fruitful in what God is doing in you and through you. Saints, you can't do it by yourself. But you can do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to close by saying this. Jesus said in John chapter 15, he said, I pray. He said, he said that, you would bear, that you would bear fruit and that your fruit would what? Remain. What happens is when we play the hypocrite, we put it on for a moment. But if the circumstances are right, just right, then we'll come behind the facade. But when God does a real work in your heart through the power of the Holy Spirit, that which he's done will remain. And it's not just what he's done through you will remain, but what he's done in you will remain. You don't have to put it on because God, through the Holy Spirit, put it in. And Father, we just come before you today and we give you praise for the influence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We've read these scriptures many times. But the truth is what sets us free. And Lord we thank you for this truth. And Holy Spirit we're asking you. To forge your fruit within our lives. That we become living epistles read of all men. And people begin to glorify God our Father. Because of what you're doing on the inside of us. Lord, forgive us for thinking that we could just put it on. Lord, we need you to put it in. We need you to release your spirit into our hearts and minds and, that, and teach us the value of yielding to your influence. We want to love more. We want to have more peace. We want to have more joy. We want to have these things that you've ordained for us to have. And Father, as we, as we yield to your influence, Lord, cause our fruit to go over the wall. Enlarge our hearts with such grace that, Lord, it would just overtake us the way in which you're able to manifest your glory through our lives. Lord, let this be for your glory. Let people in the world have a testimony of having love and joy and peace and these things that the Spirit of God brings into their lives. And Lord, I thank you. We don't have to strive for this to happen. We yield for it to happen. Lord, help us to come out of agreement with our old selves and help us to embrace the new us created in, in righteousness in, in Christ Jesus. And Father, I pray today that somebody would stop and say, Lord, Holy Spirit, fill me. 
Holy Spirit, change me. Holy Spirit, manifest your fruit in and through my life. That I may be, that I may openly declare that I'm a disciple. God, we give you praise for your spirit. And we honor you in Jesus' name. A production of the Well Christian Community, this has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. Now, there are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding. <music>